Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience, and welcome to the celebration. And we are celebrating. celebrating today. We are so excited. It is episode... We are so excited. 100. <laughs> you can see it on Ed's face. I'm he very excited because I can see the monitor today, and I noticed that Ed and I... I mean, we're very symmetrical. Ed and I have both crossed our legs, but we've done it in opposite directions. That's pretty. So it's very... I knew he was going to do it. I said it too. can't have that. Well, we've done it opposite, so it looked like we were... I'm just going to not do that at all. Okay, well, there Whatever you go. I can do to... So in some, I'm gonna lean over on Jason. <laughs> yeah, you don't lean I don't too think close. Jason's a fan get of off, that. get off my throne's arms on my chair. So, so All right, uh, I'm gonna go back across with my legs. Episode 100, and I thought it would be fun to just celebrate. I'm and, assuming and so, we edited all of that out. No, we didn't. Okay. I, w- I would assume we did the least effort possible we put That's into right. this podcast. That's right. So, I don't know when we started recording. We could have this whole thing could have been uploaded from the moment we walked in. There's stuff that we said. I hope wasn't recorded. But, well, that's you know, true. Very possible. That's but. very true. So uh, we have cupcakes. We do have cupcakes. That's oh how yeah, we celebrate. We have some. I'll, I'll act as if I just noticed it. And I even got one for our trusty producer behind the camera. There, there you go, go Bill. Bill. These are Enjoy your cupcake. Oh, Bill's hand comes out. His hand, comes his hand was shot. larger than all of us. That's right. These are cookies. Is cream. Uh, it, it is Oreo cupcakes. Now, you we, know what? They have been somewhere refrigerated. Oh, Jason refrigerated. Well, cake's better in the refrigerator. Okay. All right. I just was making a comment. I wasn't making a yeah. value statement about it. If you're complaining. Jason I was I, not. I just said they have, they're cold. Jason and I Googled beforehand. We did. These come from Kimberly's Bake Kimberly's Shop. Kimberly's Bake Shop. And... Uh, Thank you. In the middle could be could be could be some kind of cream filling as the others on the website were, but Jason's going to find no, out. No, not these. I'm disappointed. I'm not going to. No taste cream them. in the middle, but I'm very good chocolate cake. Them. It is good chocolate cake. So, and very good cream on top. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. These are not vegan. <laughs> no. I can already tell you that. Yeah, I'll just say this in case he's still listening. I've run into Michael Laidlaw now a few times at Aldi. Uh, oh, uh, who, who was our vegan chef our vegan early, chef. early? I mean, since we're just since we're just waxing nostalgic about our time on the we podcast, we were going to. I was planning to do that. early in the days of the podcast. Maybe back in the days when we do 50, 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He was our vegan chef. He told me his business, the plant business, um, oh. which was called something Gone to Pot. I think was the name something of it. Like Gone that. to Pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they're still going. They're still going. He His was at market day. Remember mm-hmm. that? Remember he made a plant for oh, yeah. potted plants. We won't say what happened to that plant. I saw it today. It doesn't look well. <laughs> it doesn't look healthy. <laughs> We're sorry. We gave Michael. it to a staff member to care for, and they have <laughs> not. <well. laughs> well, saying, I'll say it does not look well. Michael does a better job taking care of the plants than oh, we did. Of course and so the, oh, plant, yeah. the, the plants and the pots, very quality. Quality plants. But anyway, I saw him. He's doing well. Still got the... Very uh, good. I just communicated with him by electronic mail the other day. Okay. Or email, as other people call it. <laughs> you young folk. I was about to ask, why did you say that? <laughs> well, it actually wasn't email. It was Facebook Messenger. But So then you know. no one calls it electronic mail. It's not younger old people. No one does. Only people who are just falsely... I was just saying words. Okay. <laughs> that don't mean anything. So after the hundredth episode, we're checking Ed into a home. It's gotten bad. So there's also the end of the year. Yes, this is the last podcast of the year, so it's a good time to reflect. When was our first episode? Our first twenty nineteen. 
it was the beginning the beginning of 2019. I, I remember because we started the podcast and then right into the very early days of the podcast is when COVID hit, COVID hit us. And, and then we I had mean, to spread out. So 2020? That? No, it was... December of 2019 was our first one, right? Yes, I believe so. I don't know. <laughs> it was 100 episodes ago. <laughs> but so, I do remember that. That is true. Yep, I remember the episode. All, all of this right now, you could find out by just going and look. You could. Oh, I remember because we, we started by having discussions on that first series of the year, which we called Best Year Ever. That, which became, that was 2020. That was 2020. That was 2020. Remember that? I yeah, do, remember, I do that. remember that. We talked about habits. We'd read the book. On oh, habits. yeah. We interviewed Joel because he had just started with us before That's that. correct. We did. Our, our, our former producer. Our former producer. So, yeah. I always think it was funny that we started the year off calling it the best year ever, and then 2020 happened, and, it, and, and, and we people were now call it the worst year ever. Do you remember the podcast we had when, when uh, they first shut everything down? Ed was not here. You and I were here. True. And, uh, and, and we did not think that COVID would have gone on as long as it did. I remember no. we made some jokes, and then the next week I was like, that was a mistake for us to have made <laughs> did not, jokes. Did not age I well. didn't go back and look. I should go back and you should not, because you probably they probably have not. It'll probably aged very offensive. Well. One probably of the churches that uh, I serve on their steering committee, one of our newer churches, called me mm. that week while I was on vacation, and they go, "Hey, you know this COVID thing's happening, and we're trying to figure out what to do." And they said, "Man, I, I that my response was, I don't want to talk to you. I'm on vacation. It'll be okay." <laughs> Ed's not a prophet. And, no. I, well, I was a prophet, and then I didn't want to talk to them. That's right. I definitely did not want to talk to them. That's true. Wow. That's true. You were, you were at spring training. I was at spring training. That's oh, that's what, right, when they shut down. And he said, I said, they said, what did Ed say when you talked to him? He said, he said he didn't care. <laughs> and they were right. <laughs> and it's so sensitive. So... Um, what do you guys, what has been your favorite thing about doing a podcast like this every week? What do you think we've, give them. The, this cupcake was my favorite thing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> do, you, do, do you have a favorite thing we've done? We've had several segments that have come and gone. It's true. Back in the beginning, remember we did Remember we used to top five? Yeah. Remember the top five we used to do? Mm-mm. You don't remember that? <laughs> no. Oh, he just don't want to remember. Oh, I remember that because I remember I did one that was, it was top five? five bands that sound like they would be metal bands, but they're not metal. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that. That was yeah. one of the things we did at the end of every episode. One yeah. of us would do. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember And that. I did typical... my actual top five metal bands. Remember that? You did. I do remember you doing that. Yeah. I think that was in response to. It was. It was in response to the joke one. And what I, what I remember is in typical community Christian fashion, that thing just fell by the wayside because we would show up and go, Oh man, I was supposed to be in charge of that. <laughs> it was. I was supposed to be the one this week. Well, well, let's don't do that. It was usually Ed. I said, Ed, you got your top five? Oh, shoot. Oh, man. That was me. That was me. I don't care about that. Yeah. And so then <laughs> then we moved on, and then uh, I tried to do headlines for a while. No, but then you moved on to asking us questions. Oh, that's right. You had like prepared questions that were like personal questions, and we all I just, the I stole questions. them from the online gathering no before then it was stuff like you what? wanted to know about us it was like oh, it was like um, I don't remember that. what did you feel when you were a five-year-old it was it was stuff like that we Man. one time we talked about like how we met our spouses 
Oh yeah. And went down. We did all that kind of stuff. And then you went that. to pull in the stuff from the online service and then we went to headlines. So if you enjoyed any of those things and you want to see them again, <laughs> don't tell, tell us because we're not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we failed at that. We're, we have no top five fans out there. No, I don't maybe, think so. Maybe, maybe someone will come did. out of the way. Maybe, that, but maybe there's someone who has stopped listening to the podcast. So they're not currently going to hear what you're about no, to say. No, but they came back because they saw it was the 100th episode and they have such fond memories how, of those early days. How that possibly Because we have super Super fans. Oh, God. We have super fans. <laughs> There's no way that possibly happened. No, they're all just doing super cuts of old episodes and they're bringing them back. You mean there are together. people like me that say, I don't care about that anymore. And suddenly, for one week, they cared. Yeah, because they're just bringing them back. It's like how everyone's watched the MASH finale. There weren't 75 million viewers every week. So like, on the last episode. That's like 10 years before you were born. I'm just saying the same difference. <laughs> we are the MASH of church podcasts. Wow. You know, I thought the other day, I'm going to mention Forrest Gump in a message, or I guess I I have already by this point mentioned it, and it hit me, that that thing's going to be 40 years old soon. That movie is about to... In, in like, in, I just I checked it. Oh, no. 1994. We're like, we're like three years away from it being 40, 40 years old. It's 1994. So whatever. That's not 40 That'd be 30 years. years. No, it's, it's, That's it's not 1994. 90 years. 94? I'm, okay. it's, it's, it's the one everyone's upset about that it won Best Picture over Pulp Fiction and all the film people are very yes. upset about it. So 30. 30 years. 30 years. I will say, you know, funny enough, because that movie now, as it's age among younger generations, is basically, uh, it's... Only baby boomers are really crazy about that because the whole movie is basically... Oh, it's a baby boomer. Yeah, it's, it's look at all the great things baby boomers did. But, you know, if you actually read the book, mm. the book is subversive and is completely different than that because the quote is not, life is like a box of chocolates. It's, uh, it's life ain't... Uh, my mama always said, life ain't something. And it ain't box of chocolates. It's life ain't something if you're stupid. Wow. And it's actually, life is really hard. Life is really hard, and they said, you know, that's... And his whole point is uh, that that life through the 60s and 70s was actually really bad and tumultuous, and the only person who really went through all that and goes, man, that was just the perfect time to be alive would be someone who maybe was wasn't stupid. very intelligent. Wow. And that's what the book is, and he's a very aggressive... It's, it's, it's a very different kind of story. The movie said, well, that ain't gonna sell. So they said, let's make it a very kindly movie. Mm-hmm. And so it's just very interesting. The movie is very nostalgic and... Hmm. Hopeful. And hopeful. And you have a young man who's challenged. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then at the end... His He's own, the, the only person that really likes him dies of AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, everybody likes So welcome to the Ford Hopeful. Welcome to you the have Forrest one Gump person podcast. That's your friend. <laughs> die of AIDS. That's a, <laughs> that's a detail I wasn't expecting to hear today on the podcast. Well, there you go. Well, he brought up Forrest Gump and I was thinking about it. We are not discussing Forrest Gump no. on the Family Movie Night podcast. No, it's not a family Because movie. it's the movie that everybody, and I've heard several. More movie details from Nathan than we wanted. <laughs> Several million, and I'll say this is this is my experience of Forrest Gump. First time I ever watched Forrest Gump, I watched it with you'll know Hildred Bell. Oh, the first time I watched wow. it, my M- Mama Bell, who uh, is not my actual grandma, but kind of adopted grandma, and we, I would, I went and spent the night with her one night. And she goes, "Let's watch," and I've heard this from several millennials. This is such a sweet movie. Uh-huh. Let's watch it. Uh-huh. Twenty minutes into the movie mm-hmm. is a scene where Sally Field, Forrest Gump's character, sleeps Forrest Gump's, with the yeah, school. sleeps with the principal, principal, and in a very graphic way. Mm-hmm. And she, twenty minutes of the movie, goes, mm, "I don't know about this." <laughs> and then there's about three more times. One time when Jenny is completely fully nude at one point yes. in the movie, and she goes, "I don't think I should be watching this with eight-year-old Nathan." <laughs> 
an eight-year-old so Nathan is going, this is This great. is exactly what I was this hoping to I'm, see. I'm going to go watch it later. So that's my that's my first recollection of Forrest Gump. And wow. I've heard several millennials say that. I heard a, a, a person who told me a story that they were a camp counselor and they played it for all the kids. Because oh, wow. what they remembered was, this is a really sweet movie. Thank you, Jeff Skinner. No, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't anyone on staff. But... Um, Anyway, just that that movie I think is remembered very fondly, and people forget those mm. details that actually exist True. in the movie. That happens so. a lot of times, especially when you're showing a movie you remember from your childhood. Oh yeah, I've done that with my kids. I'll watch yeah. a movie, or I'll, I'll come up, I'll say, "You gotta watch this movie. It was so great." And I hit play, and then I go, "I was a kid, and I didn't know anything." Yeah, those things, <laughs> That's whatever. Right. And the benefit is, and this is what I say to most parents when we talk about it. Most of those things are going over your kid's head. It's uncomfortable yeah. for you because you catch a lot of that True. stuff, but a lot of it's True. going over your kid's yep. head. Well, that was the 100th episode. Thanks for <laughs> you tuning in. No, Good to see talking you about Forrest Gump. Thanks no. for coming. Now, here's going to be the best part of the... This is going to be every podcast of the future. Yeah. No, it won't. <laughs> Trust me, it won't. Um, this is actually going to be the best part of the podcast. We're going to do what we always do, and we're going to answer a question. All right. And, and, and I think this is... Uh, a momentous question because oh. it, it's the first question that has been turned into our online form that the person actually gave us their name. No, no, that's not true. It's Sherry not. Williamson gave us her name. Oh, yeah, uh, that's true. I hey, forgot. Sherry. I forgot about watching. that. This is less momentous. Or we just forget about Sherry and this is more momentous. <laughs> I can't forget. I love no, Sherry. That's I, right. I don't mean like we a all person. Do. Of course we I just do. meant her question. I heard you all say she moved away and you forgot her. No, you didn't just hear saying, that. I don't remember what the question was, so because so, we great, Sherry. All right, we're going to answer this question. All right, and this come and th this may be the farthest away we've ever had a question. I don't know because I don't know, know, I don't know where they came from. They they come from. Right I don't know. We'll see. No, I know there's been some. We uh, never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, don't. <laughs> I'm trying to make this. We made it a hundred episodes without you saying anything. I'm trying to make this momentous. Here we go. This is given to us from Randy in Opelika, Alabama. Hello, Hello Randy. Randy from hey, Opelika, Randy. Alabama. Hello. What right. do you think about Forrest Gump? Uh, he doesn't care. <laughs> he was from Alabama. He was. That's right. Okay. Randy wants to know, and he, he, he sort of prefaces his question. He says, I've just begun following Jesus. Congratulations. Amazing decision to do. All right. He says, I've just begun to follow Jesus, and I have some big decisions coming up. And I want to make these decisions the way a Christian makes decisions. Mm -hmm. So his question is, how do you guys make decisions? And then, just for, I guess, wants to say, I'm very thankful for your podcast. I found it after one of you guys helped me through a tough place in my life. And he says, thanks. So. I think that, that phrase of, I'm trying to make a decision like a Christian, mm -hmm. such a beautiful way to put oh, it. Yeah. I, re I remember, I don't remember what the show was. I saw a clip from some show that was supposed. To, I, I think it was comical. May have seen it on TikTok or something. And it was. It's a young man, and he's actually he was Jewish. The young man. The young man was, and he had become very orthodox in his uh, Judaism. And his mom was getting on to him about something, and just said, "You, you sound so close-minded." And he said, "No, I sound like a Jew." Mm. And I thought, what an interesting way to talk about things, because so much in our culture, there's this idea of. Uh, we need to we need to we need to be and not that open minded is bad but really what we're trying to get to is to have the mind of Christ and that when i think like a person it may sound like a very narrow certain kind of decision but as a christian i'm trying to think like a christian i'm trying mm. to think like christ that yeah. i should sound like christ i think that's a really interesting way of approaching 
making a decision and, and really important. Yeah. So first, I would say, I was sitting here thinking, I think I would have answered this differently than I might have answered it years ago. Mm. Uh, I would say, particularly for where Randy is in his life, I think him asking us is a really important thing, and yeah. it's a good thing for you to get in your mind. And whether you're a mature Christian or, or you're just starting out like Randy is, I think making decisions Christianly hmm. are always made in community. Yeah. They are not made, particularly big decisions. Yes. Decisions that you wind up making alone, uh, they probably aren't going to be as well made as mm -hmm. decisions you decide to ask several people about. And I think several is a good thing, not just one or two people. Yeah. You're, you're looking for a, uh, there's, in the Proverbs it talks about there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. Yeah. Uh, when you have more and more people speaking into the decision, and particularly people, if you want to be a Christian, people who are following Christ the way you want to follow Christ, Ask yeah. them to help you make the decision. Yeah, my thoughts when I when I read it were I, I've, I've, this is similar to a question that I hear a lot of people ask me, and they want to know. They say, "Okay, I, I have this decision to make, and it's it's either A or B, and I want to know what is God's will." Mm -hmm. And that's where it usually comes down is they want to know does God I want God to tell me A or B, mm -hmm. and what I found in almost every circumstance is. Most of those A and Bs, it's not a right or wrong uh, decision in a lot of circumstances. There, there's, there's sometimes a best and a better mm. kind of thing, but there's, there's never a right or wrong. So people want to go and they say, well, you know, I want to pray and get some magical answer to the question, or I want to open up the Bible and find and point to a verse mm -hmm. where God's going to just tell me what to do. And I found that in a lot of those life circumstances, it just, that just isn't how it works. Right. Right. Um, so what I often point people back to is I say, you know, there are lots of things in Scripture and things that you just, you know from, from, from being in community, like you said, mm -hmm. and following God and from reading the Scriptures that are right, wrong, A or B, and you know those things. And if you, if you, really focus on doing those things that you know is revealed to be God's will, then the decisions that you then make mm -hmm. out of that that could go either way mm -hmm. will be better decisions. Is mm -hmm. that you know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. it, yeah. If you're it's it's that old thing of we've talked about this before is there's a revealed will of God mm -hmm. and then there's just your life. Well, that's right. <laughs> and if you follow God's revealed will for your life uh, you start to become the kind of person that makes decisions the way Jesus would make decisions or a way a Christian would make those decisions. So um, that would be, and I know that doesn't make your decisions for you, Randy, but it certainly will help you stay on a path that will, I believe, lead you to better decisions by doing those things that you know already that are yeah. clearly revealed. So I just want to throw that out there so that, you know, yeah, so that means you're going to start with the Bible. If it's a, you're yeah. going to want to see, does the Bible yeah. say anything about this? Yes. Which, if it's a job, Bible probably doesn't say a lot about no. your job unless it's a clearly immoral kind of that's right job. Or if, you know, who do you marry? The Bible has some stuff to say on that, yeah. but it's probably not going to tell you red hair or blonde hair. It's more about how you marry. That's right. Rather than who you. Yeah, marry. that's exactly right. So, you know, 
Well, and I think the thing that we, you guys have both said, so I don't really have anything necessarily to add, but just to just to kind of, I don't know, have something to say. Uh, <laughs> I think to to both of your points, we put a lot of weight on individual decisions, and there's this idea, I think, sometimes that like I'm going to look back at that decision. Um, mm. That's the decision that did it, and you and you never can. Now you may you may look back at a certain decision and say that's the one, but you're probably wrong. Like it, it tends not to be a decision; it tends to be the person that you that you are, mm. the, to the point that you made. Um, because, like, uh, and I hear lots of parents go, you know, I look back on that decision I made as a parent, and that was the one. But you know, I from the outside can look in and go, no, see, it was this attitude or this mindset that you had that led to hundreds upon thousands of decisions. It is. It was the way that you approached it, and so what I'm trying to what I'm trying to get at is both of these things that you guys have said really dovetail into the same thing, which is when I am submitted to a community, and I am trying to become the kind of person who thinks like Jesus. The individual decisions don't matter as much because the grace of God is with me, and God is going to make better the bad decisions I've made mm. because I'm, I'm continuing to suit and the good decisions I make, he blesses beyond just being a wise person because there are really smart people who make good decisions, but people who are wise and submitted to God, there is this way, and, and I know it doesn't seem fair and it doesn't necessarily even seem rational, but it is that God's blessing is upon us when we're searching him and he takes even good decisions and makes them better. Mm. I remember when you said the thing about in the in the sermon you preached a, 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 at this point a few months ago about generosity and there is a way that when I'm generous God is more generous to me God's generous to everybody absolutely yeah. and that's 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 a teaching of Jesus we know that and then it almost seems unfair well then it just seems like you're being generous to get something it's not that it's about I'm pursuing a relationship which means I'm closer to God and not because God is closer to me because I've chosen to be closer to God in that there's blessings by being near the source of life. And I think it's the same thing. So I understand whatever decision you're making is a, is is important, and it's important that you seek it the right way. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing really is, it, 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 is that you're involved in this community, mm-hmm. that you're saying we're working ourselves together, that the decisions I'm making aren't just for me. They're for the sake of the church. They're for the sake of the community. They're for mm-hmm. the sake of my family. All of these things. Because there is a way to approach the Bible and still see it about trying to teach me how to fix, like we were saying, of, of individual problems. And that's really not the point of any of those scriptures in the Bible. And so yeah. no. that, that's, that's, I, that doesn't add much, but it's just an no. additional clarity, I think. Well, yeah. I think where Randy is, if I said to Randy, because there is a step I would go through, I'd go through, uh, is what does the scriptures have to say about that? But see, I've been doing this for a while now. I can sort through that fairly quickly. Oh, yeah. And I know how to read some Bible verses that Randy might look at and think are saying one thing and they're not saying right. another. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. say to Randy, as a new believer, hey, man, Get a concordance or get a topical, you know, a Bible and go figure out what it says on this topic. That's not a bad thing. But Randy also needs to submit his understanding of those verses to some people to mm-hmm. see, did I understand this right? Because the, the scripture should be understood in community. We've been talking about that some of not only the community of the people I know, but the greater community of how it's been interpreted for 2,000 years Mm. I need to I need to stay in that line. I probably didn't discover something new 
right. yes. today as a new believer. Mm. And then I would go to what is, there may be some things the Bible doesn't talk about. So for me, uh, it's whatever's not of faith is of sin. So if there's some things that I could see, well, the Bible says to do that, but I just don't feel good about doing that. Mm. Like I know there are men that, well, I think Jason has this thing of, I won't be anywhere alone with a, a woman that's not my wife, that kind of thing. It's uh, Some people now call it the Billy Graham kind that's of thing, but it's, it, it's been around before that. But it, he's made that famous. There's not a right or wrong about that in the mm -hmm. Scripture. Right. But if you can't in good conscience do it and you know it would harm your marriage, well, that's not a right or wrong. That's a decision you have pre-made that yeah. for me, this just isn't going to happen. You but know what it, I'm saying? But then, even then, when you're trying to decide which way to go on that, uh, what it, I think we'd all agree on this, what it always comes down to is is how do I love the people right. around me? That's right. And whatever is most loving in that moment, in that moment is what I do. That's Whether right. it be I'm trying to love, like to use your example, I'm trying to love my wife, or it might be unloving to... Yeah. to not meet with this person. And so I've got to figure that That's out. That's right. And I can only imagine, you know, and I bet this was true of Billy Graham, although I, I, I don't want to say because he's such a great, yeah. was a, such a great man. If I'm driving along in my car and I have this rule that I don't ride in a car alone with a woman, but there's a woman in the middle of the night stranded on the side of the road and I got to mm -hmm. leave her standing on the side of the road or let her ride in my car... It seems more loving to let her get in my car for a little ways. Well, and I think and, that was Jesus's point. You know, a lot of the things that right. he did, that the religious leaders would come to him and say, right. "You know, that's wrong." And he go, "But it would be more wrong not to." That that's right. right. And because it involved loving others. So all of that has to, you know, those are the kind of things that you look at scripture say, "What does your conscience say? What's the Holy Spirit within you leading you to do in mm -hmm. certain situations?" But then there are a lot of things that just come down to wisdom of this, is this good for me? Is this a right thing for next step for my family? It may be an okay thing, and it might be okay for me if I wasn't married. It might be okay for me if I didn't have these kids that I'm going to yank out of school if I make this decision that would be good for me, or I'm going to mess mm -hmm. their life up somehow. Mm -hmm. well, you know? and, and, oh, go okay, I, I just something you made me think about is I've heard a lot of Christians, and I, I'm not saying you, you're, the, you're here, the person who, Randy, who asked this question. But I've heard a lot of Christians say, "Well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pray about it, and God's gonna give me peace about my decision." Yeah. And I would strongly warn against that standard because I know that there are a lot of decisions I've watched Christians make over the years that they had a lot of peace about, and they were not just bad decisions; they were outright sinful decisions. Um, what what advice you get from the people in your life who are godly and who love you might bring you the opposite of peace. It might be the thing you don't want to hear, and it's going to cause conflict within you mm -hmm. because I, and I'm this way too, we all are. There's things that I just want to do, mm -hmm. and, and I want people to tell me, oh yeah, you should go do that, make that right decision for you know because it's right for you and then it gives me that oh yeah so god's in this and i'm gonna go do it um but then there's some there's gonna be some hopefully some godly person that's gonna go against that and you need to take that into consideration as well because there's a that that what paul would write about is that flesh within me that sinful nature mm -hmm. within me is going to pull me sometimes toward the the wrong decision absolutely so i would just say that you may wind up making the best decision and feel uneasy about 
that decision. It does not mean it's wrong. It might. It might. It might. All those things have to be uh, qualified. That's right. That's why you shouldn't make most of these decisions alone unless you are just somehow forced to make them alone. But there is this thing within us, particularly I think for most of us, Men, Randy's a man. Well, I don't know that Randy's a man, but I, th- I assume Randy's a man. <laughs> and uh, uh, that want to, I want to be strong. I want to be able to figure this out on my own. I want to be able to do this on my own. But the, Jesus is forming a community, and we grow. And and I know this doesn't work for everybody. There's this old saying in AA that says, "I get drunk alone, we get sober together." Mm-hmm. I get I get drunk alone, mm-hmm. we get sober. I get mm-hmm. drunk, we get sober. Mm-hmm. We we help each other uh, grow to be like Jesus. Mm-hmm. I got messed up on my own. Well, I think, and that's what I was going to say towards the end, is I had a conversation with somebody um, uh, after a message recently. They came to me and they said, hey, what you said towards the end, that's really where I'm at. I've, I've got all, all this stuff. And I said, well, have you talked to anybody about it? And they said, yeah, I've talked to some people on staff about it and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And I said, well, here's why it's not working for you and I said your next step is to get into community with people who know you and I said um, I, and so I told him we had a discipleship thing coming up and you may be listening to this and so I'm still encouraging you go to discipleship because um, there is a wisdom that comes from those of us who have been on staff but often we're we're not very close on your life and so and I've had this happen I'm sure you guys have had this happen before someone comes and they talk to me and I give them what I think in the moment is very godly advice and then Later on, I learned further context that had I really known this person very well, I would have known before that I would have given different advice had I known that context. And that's what we mean by being in community. When we say don't make these decisions alone, and this may be tough for where you're at right now, you may be at a place where right now what you want is you want to go to a, um, and this I think goes to your point of, in this very individualistic I'm, I'm a very strong person. I can make it on my own. We often want to go to an expert mm-hmm. because I realize I can have that. So I'm going to go to a preacher. The preacher is going to answer my question. I then still get to decide what I do with that mm-hmm. information. But it's different when I say I'm going to commit myself. That's the part that we often we say that because I'm guessing from Opelika, you're watching stuff online. We say every week, this isn't content you consume. It's a community you can be committed to. That it's the commitment in the community where... And that's why I said to this person, you need some people in your life who can know more context about you than what is going on in this 10-minute conversation you and I can have or an hour-long conversation we can have. You need someone who's been walking with you for a while, which I know is frustrating because right now you want a decision today. But what we're talking about is the way you handle this decision, this decision right here, maybe the best way you set yourself up for this decision is you reach out and we help you get involved in a small group. Or we help you take a step towards some kind of discipleship process where you can get involved with some people and it may not help you in this decision right now. We've given you lots of advice to help with this decision right now. But the best decision is when you are involved with people who can go, hey, you know, and I don't know what it is. Let's 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 take it. You've been talking about you've been talking about your anger for two years. And I get you're talking about this specific thing your spouse did, or you're talking about this specific thing that's going on. But I remember when we were talking about this two years ago, and we don't get that on the podcast mm-hmm. with you. But when you're in a committed relationship with other followers of Jesus who also are reading the scriptures and also are listening to the Spirit of God, they get to do that for you. And so I just wanted to clarify when we talk about being in community, 
we don't mean necessarily just coming and getting our advice. Oh, no. And this is a great first step, yeah. but we, I, I really do hope that you'll reach out. We have, um, you, what, what's the email? Is it just help at community? Is that mm-hmm. what we use for yeah. the podcast? Help at community-christian.net. Um, and we'd love to help you get involved yeah. with the community to actually. Yep. Even in Opelika, yeah. we will help you try to oh, find yeah. a community mm-hmm. of Christians. Yeah, you, you just reminded me, Nathan. Uh, I, you know, I think about the guys in my discipleship group, and uh, if and because this has happened, you know, we'll bring something up in our discussions together, and it'll be a, I'm not sure what to do on this, or I'm struggling with a decision, and and then we get the collective wisdom of the folks in the room, and usually there's a pretty clear consensus of you know here's what you, at least you need to consider, you need to think about, and I think to myself of times when we get back together later on and if one of us had come in and said hey here's what I'm struggling with and then everybody said no you need to you need to stop on that or whatever it is you need to press pause on whatever that is and then one of us guys came back the next time and said you know I just went for it that's that's probably not going to happen and if right. it does it's like well what were you thinking man yeah, exactly and now I'm getting confronted with yeah. truth it's not just like you said I can yeah. go get some advice and I can either accept it or reject it and walk away and I'm clean. Yeah. There's that messiness and that put my head against a brick wall uh, uh, element that goes on in, in discipleship and close community like you just described that I can't go astray. And, and I mean the word can't because my guys won't let me. Yeah, they hold on to They it. hold me tight. And now that's not often a, an appealing vision for a lot of people they're like I don't want somebody to hold me that my feet to the fire that much but the truth is that's what you need well that's what I I all of us would say the best changes in my life have either been um, a family member Mm -hmm. a church member someone who's walked close with me and it hasn't even been when I took the advice it's when I didn't and I've had people say to me before I'm gonna stop giving you advice because you don't listen to me that's right and then I go, then I have to face, I do love this person, yep. and, I, and I want this person to trust me mm-hmm. and to respect me, mm-hmm. and all of those kind of things. And sometimes we see that in our very individualistic culture as, well, that's bad motivation. You shouldn't care what they think. That I don't want to see that in the scriptures, yeah. that it says we shouldn't care what other brothers and sisters oh. think. That, that part of my identity, in fact, they would say your entire identity is formed within the community of Jesus and the church and this whole community of, of I'm a member of Christ's body. Mm-hmm. And so when this person is disappointed in my behavior, it does mean something yes. to me. It does yeah. weigh heavily yeah. on me. Well, I'm like, I've had people to come, and I'm thinking of some recent times this has happened, people will come sit in my office for counseling and do describe a situation and they want some direction or they want me to help them steer in the right direction and and I'll I'll also here's what I hear you saying and here's what I hear that's going on and here's what it sounds like to me and then I get that look like well you just don't know what you're talking about and they and then they'll just quit (laughs) they just walk away and because I didn't say what they wanted to hear or it didn't fit with their narrative or whatever they thought and, and I was just trying to speak truth and I'm not saying I'm always right but I know I know in a couple that I'm thinking about I was mm-hmm. <laughs> and but like you said they just decided okay well he didn't say what I wanted to hear I'm gonna go over here and do what I want because they could do that with sure me. that's right because I wasn't attached to that person I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be walking with them through right. the rest of their life but I guarantee you if that was somebody 
close to somebody in my small group, somebody in my discipleship group. Right. You know, if if that dynamic goes on, there's there's a there's a rubbing against one another that that causes friction. Well, and even in the situations, because you know, and this is true for all of you two as well. But you know, I've been pastor here for thirty, well, coming up on thirty one years. So I've walked with people where they've come and asked me things directly not done what I thought was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But they haven't, and I haven't. I don't get to go up to them next to them and go, well, that's what happens when you right. don't listen to yeah. wisdom. I have to continue to love them. I yes. continue to walk with them. That's right. Now, the benefit I have after 31 years is we get to short-circuit a lot of conversations when they come back mm-hmm. and they're in a similar situation. They go, well, you know, I know. I've been here before. And I go, well... Are we going to walk down the same road? Yes. Are we going to walk down a different road? Because, right. you know, the road that we originally talked about is still available. You did go down this one. You're not going to do that again, are you? Mm-hmm. And I've had people go down the same road. Uh, I'm renowned for telling people, hey, man, if you're going to go this way, this time, why don't you put the pedal to the metal and hit it hard so when you hit the wall, it just blows your life completely up. <laughs> uh, yeah. And at least you won't ever consider that again. Maybe so. You keep easing into the wall. Just ram into it this yeah. time. I've if you want to go the wrong too. way, I've and it at least you know, but the benefit of community is if I choose wrong, I have some people that will love me and hold me because yeah. that is what community yeah. do. That's We're right. all going to do wrong things. Yes, but you know, I still accept you even if you you mess it up. Mm-hmm. But you don't get to BS me anymore. I did. I did. I do know what happened before you messed up. That's well, right. and I think it, <laughs> I think it takes some of the pressure off these big decisions. Mm. because for me, and I don't know what kind of decision it is, but even in decisions like work decisions and all these kind of things, so much of that forms my identity, and that's why they feel so big. Should I take this job? Should I go this direction? Should I do this thing? And what does it say about me if I get this wrong? And mm-hmm. I want this job because it says something about me, or I don't mm-hmm. know, any of those kind of things. Those, that's been, I'm reading my mail, not yours. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that's been my thing. But when I choose to say my identity is I'm a member of the body of Christ because I love Jesus and so I'm the bride of Christ and I get to be a part of the body of Christ right here at Community Christian, these other decisions that would have felt huge before, I go, even if I don't get that perfect, even if there's that, there's grace in this community. That's right. And these people are going to hold me forever. Even when I mess it up, Right. they right. will be here. And I think it takes, and I, I really do think that's the easy and light way of Jesus because when it's just me and I'm the end goal of my life, then what job I work is massive. Mm. Or, or what place I live is the deal because I only get one life. But when my life is I belong to this community, I used to say in my morning prayer time when I led it, not the one I lead on Facebook, but before it was just a small group of us praying together. And I used to say every morning that um, our lives and our stories are not determined by what happened to us, but we belong to one another, to our Heavenly Father, and to His kingdom. And we prayed that every morning as a reminder that I am not an individual, I'm a member of this collective. Mm -hmm. And 
that really there's there's a part of that that feels like dying because it is. It's just like getting yeah. married. That's why I said to a recent person who got married, I said, "Married is just another form of death, <laughs> but you get reborn into something new." Right. I am not the That's person right. I was before I got you married. Become one. Out of I've two. become one flesh, yeah. and the same thing is what's supposed to happen when we ba- get baptized. Mm-hmm. The old us dies, and it's not just a new me; it's a new we. Yeah. I get born into a family. Every new person is a new part of we. Yes. Right, and so when I enter into that, there's a freedom in that, and it does hurt sometimes because there are decisions, and I'll say this, there are decisions I have made that I I don't even at the time go, I even think this is the best decision, but I make it because I go, this is what we at Community Christian, this is what me and my small group are doing, and we've committed we're going to do this thing together. And If it were just up to me and my family, I wouldn't do things this way. But guess what? I've submitted to these people, and this is what the leadership of the church says we're doing. This is what people on staff, we've agreed we're doing. This is what people in my small group have agreed we're all going to do. We're going to go do this thing in this way, in this thing. And I'm always better for it. Even if, even if, and we've, we've all been on staff for a long time. Even if later on someone goes, oh, you know what? I think you were right the way we were doing it. It was better that I submitted myself and we did it wrong for a little bit because later on, that's better for us as a community that one person doesn't get to call all the shots for your life or for the community. And that's, yeah. it's hard, but it's huge. It is. So, I, you know, to wrap up because uh, we're running out of time, uh, you know, I guess this is a pastoral word that I would just say to you, Randy. Uh, first of all, thanks for the honesty and asking yes. the question. But second of all, um, and I hope this takes a little bit of pressure off because I get that you feel these are really big decisions and I don't doubt that at all. Just know that whatever direction you take on this, Jesus is going to be there. Yep. Yes. Wherever you wind up, and you you won't go so far in the wrong direction that He won't be right there with you, helping you make the next right decision. It's that old thing I talk to people about all the time of do do the best you can to do the next right thing in every single moment of your life. That's where God, you meet God. It's in the present, in the moment. And you just continue to do that to as best as you can, you know, and you're going to get it wrong, but he'll be there too. And you just keep walking and following him as you said you are, and you will be just fine. You are perfectly safe. <laughs> you're in the kingdom of God. We've said that here a lot. And so don't, don't let anxiety or stress or worry get the better of you in the midst of making this decision. Uh, your father is with you. He's good, and he'll continue to be with you. So. Yes. All it's right. Good. All right. So, episode one hundred is, is is coming to a close. Bam, it's done. One hundred and one, bring it on. We're we're about to we're going to film one hundred and one here in a minute. Okay. And then so we'll be back next week. We got another question from another it's listener. Next year for you. Guys. Be next year, a whole twenty twenty two. So, hope y'all have a great New Year's celebration if you're going to do that or. Hope you, you maybe you're celebrating the fact that you're just getting out of twenty one. So. Yeah, who knows? And right. this week on the Family Movie Podcast, we're talking about Paddington Two, which I've been waiting for for a very long time. Like I seem a little too excited. excited. Oh, I love that movie, much. Paddington Two. I think I've mentioned it in three different sermons. You have, and we are talking about it for fifty minutes. So I'll wow. let you know that wow. ahead of time. It's the longest podcast we've ever done on the Family wow. Movie Podcast. We are geeking it's out be right now. Oh, I it's going to be feel good. it on It's going to be good. There's a skip button. Yeah, Yeah, you can just go right through. You can. All right. (laughs) Scrub along at the bottom. (laughs) So we will see you here next week. Have a great one. Bye.